Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KA 547-1610 is the number to dial. Rob Francis hanging with you this Martin Luther King Day. Ed Dawson taking some time off. Joining me on the line right now is James Abernathy with the Freedom Foundation. Thanks for your time this afternoon, James. Appreciate you being able to join the program. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. So, James, the Freedom Foundation uh, today filed a class action lawsuit against the University of Washington on behalf of union employees. Uh, once again, this goes back to the Janus ruling. Talk to us a little bit about the basis uh, of this particular lawsuit against the university, and we'll go a little bit more in talking about the resistance to Janus that we're still seeing, particularly in the Northwest. Well, the plaintiffs are, as you said, University of Michigan employees who simply want to be left alone by the union. And in this case, the union is SEIU 925. But the union won't leave them alone. They just want to uh, opt out of paying money to the union. But the union won't let her, or the, the plaintiffs, and the university only listens to the union instead of its own employees. And so uh, what happens is unions all across the state of Washington are forcing people to continue paying union dues even after uh, the employees object to paying the union dues usually based on agreements that the unions trick the employees into signing um, back before the Supreme Court issued the Janus case, uh, which, of course, as you know, uh, made compulsory union dues illegal. And so these agreements, they, they tricked them into signing these agreements that have provisions that limit their ability to opt out. Of course, if these agreements don't inform the employees of their rights. The unions never do. It's not in their interest. And when the time comes for them to opt out, when they finally learn of their rights from the Freedom Foundation, the union will not let them uh, stop paying money to the union. Now, James, we know the Washington state, among others, have tried to pass pieces of legislation or put things in to try and circumvent the Janus ruling. Uh, is there anything that you're aware of that's been passed at the legislative level or would prevent anyone who belongs to a public service union from opting out at any time they wish? Well, over the last year or so, of course, the unions knew Janice was coming down, so they've spent a lot of money on lobbying legislatures. And so uh, depending on, you know, uh, which public employer employees work for, there's different laws out there that require the public employers to honor these so-called agreements that don't inform employees of their rights. And then the unions also got passed uh, laws that say that the employer the employer has to only listen to the union when it comes to who to take money from out of their paycheck. So if the employee objects to the employer to, say, in this case, the University of Washington, the University of Washington has to ignore the employee because of a Washington state law that requires the employer, the university in this case, to listen to the union. And, of course, the unions are biased, of course. They want to violate these workers' rights in order to fill their coffers. But the state is powerless to do anything about it because of the law that got passed. Now, the last time I checked, though, can a state put in something that directly violates a Supreme Court decision? No, they can't. 
So basically what they're doing is they're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes, which, you know, not not so much of a shock considering the way Washington state's government is currently made up very much in the pockets of the public service unions. So as we look at this, Janice is not a new ruling. It's been now for uh, well over a year, close to two years now, if I remember correctly, James. We've seen this from the beginning. We've seen the fight at at certain in st- certain states from the beginning, trying to prevent people from enacting their right to opt out. And and unions have lost billions of dollars since this has passed. Correct? Yes, they have, and they are doing their best to uh, stop the bleeding. And the unions knew that Janice was coming down the block. So even a, up to a year, maybe a year and a half before the Supreme Court issued its decision in Janice, they were busy lobbying government and state legislators all across the country to pass laws that will make it more difficult for employees to stop paying union dues once they learn of their rights, because the the employers don't tell them of their rights and the unions don't tell them what their rights are. It comes it comes down to the Freedom Foundation uh, letting, letting them know what their rights are. And then when the unions and the uh, employers don't honor their objections and their desire to not want to be associated with the union anymore, they can cite to these laws that they got passed uh, to try to keep the money coming in. And it's it's unconstitutional. I think they know it, and it's just a matter of time uh, before uh, the courts start ruling against them. And uh, they know, though, that the odds of them ever having to pay this money back are low. So they're, they're gambling with other people's money, the employee's money, which is paid by the taxpayers. So they're gambling with taxpayers' money throughout this whole process, and it's, it's, it's corrupt to the core. We're talking with James Abernathy. He's the senior litigation counsel of the Freedom Foundation and the gentleman who filed the brief this afternoon in court against the University of Washington, uh, class action lawsuit. Um, as you once again, SEIU nine twenty five, uh, trying to prevent employees from being able to opt out from paying union dues under the Janus decision. Now, this is one brief that's been filed, James. How many lawsuits does the Freedom Foundation have out there still regarding the Janus decision at the Supreme Court level? I think altogether we've got a total of about fifty uh, that. Um, can be categorized in various different ways, different ways to try to uh, defend people's rights under the Janus decision because the unions and the public employers are getting creative in how uh, they violate workers' rights. And what they what they really hope on and lean on is they want to keep the employees in ignorance. They don't want them to know their rights. And once they do know their rights, they want to make it as difficult as possible to exercise those rights and that's what they've been doing through the law that makes it extremely difficult and that's why the freedom foundation has to step up because most of these employees they don't have the resources that the union has right the union is bringing in tens of millions of dollars every year and these employees they they don't have the kind of money that it takes to litigate against these unions and the unions rely on that um and they bully they're they're high-priced bullies nowadays you know in the old days they had uh their methods back then. Now they use high-priced lawyers to do it uh, through litigation and intimidation, and the foundation is stepping up to that. Now, James, we're talking with James Abernathy with the Freedom Foundation here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. For those that may wonder what process this goes through, because we are talking about uh, 
behavior associated with a United States Supreme Court decision. Do these filings first go to the state level, or do these immediately go into the federal level, considering that the last ruling came from the U.S. Supreme Court? They immediately go into federal court. And so uh, Washington has two federal courts, the Eastern District and Western District, and uh, this particular case is in the Western District. And so um, once we get through the the district court, that's the trial court, we get to the Ninth Circuit, uh, which is the first court of appeals, and then after that it's the U.S. Supreme Court. And as we all know, the Ninth Circuit is not uh, does not typically side with people who are fighting against unions. And so um, we are hoping the Ninth Circuit will do the right thing when these cases go up on appeal. And there recently there have been more judges appointed uh, by the Trump administration, which um, um, should make a difference on the Ninth Circuit. But right now, the Ninth Circuit is is not very friendly. It might come down to the U.S. Supreme Court having to enforce its own decision, enforce Janus. And if the Supreme Court is forced to do that, I don't think it would be too happy. No, I imagine it wouldn't. So you're already kind of taking for granted that you're going to lose in district court in western Washington and are going to have to file an appeal. That's what the track record has been, has been over the last year and a half. And so uh, we... We know we're probably going to end up in the Ninth Circuit uh, arguing, the, making these arguments. And, of course, these arguments are superior to the unions and the employers' arguments. It's just difficult to um, get judges to understand uh, exactly how Janice should be applied and to get politics out of the way. So much of this is clouded by politics, and um, it gets frustrating because it's the employees who need the help, and that's who we're trying to help. Um, we're not doing this on behalf of anybody other than the employees themselves, and they've been—it's been the employees versus the union for decades, for generations, and um, they haven't had any, anybody to help. And that's why we love stepping up to help them and taking on unions because unions are very politically powerful. They're a special interest group, even though they like to think they're not, but they are. And so, um, yeah, we anticipate this going before the Ninth Circuit and possibly before the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, James, call me naive, but. In my very simple understanding of things, when the U.S. Supreme Court sends down a ruling, that is supposed to be the guidance for not just the other federal courts, but it's also supposed to provide a guidance at the state level as well because it is the highest court in the land and therefore it has made a decision. Is the level, and and people have complained about this for some time, the level of activism in the judiciary, is it just completely and totally intentionally flying in the face of Supreme Court rulings it doesn't like? Or are we actually talking about judges that are appointed on certain benches that really don't grasp the rulings that are coming down from the Supreme Court? I, I, I tend to err on the side of believing that they're competent and that they, they, um, they let politics get in the way and influence them, I believe. Now, the, the legal basis for their decision, sometimes it's based on technicalities. You know, uh, they'll, they'll dismiss a case or they'll, um, they'll rule against an employee based on uh, legal technicalities and things like that. But, um, you know, these, these judges are, are very smart. I, I don't question uh, their competence at all. I, I question their judicial philosophy. And uh, who... Who the judges are in these cases is, is very important, and I think people underestimate the the importance of who is nominating, uh, appointing, and appointing these judges. Um, 
because if you don't get judges with the right judicial philosophy, you're going to get bad decisions. And I think that's largely what we've had in the Ninth Circuit for a long time. And um, I think we're starting to make headway. And I think these cases make good arguments. And so I I know that they're uh, gaining traction even on the Ninth Circuit. And so I'm holding out hope. I'm not I'm not too negative about it quite yet, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens. James Abernathy, he's a member of the Senior Litigation Council with the Freedom Foundation, filed a brief today against the University of Washington and SEIU 925 specifically as fallout from the Janus Supreme Court decision still being felt in Washington State. James, we appreciate your time this afternoon, and we certainly will be following this. Uh, look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thanks a lot. James Abernathy with the Freedom Foundation. Appreciate his time this afternoon. Always interesting to follow when you try to circumvent the law, particularly when it is the U.S. Supreme Court. We know how much public service union dollars are valued here in Washington State.